brave man likes to feel the nature on his face. Smart man has enough sense getting out of the rain. Welcome to the Six Demon Bag Podcast, where we pull random topics related to writing, comics, movies, all that kind of thing. My name is Elliot. I'm a filmmaker. My name is Ryan, but not Domain Ryan, just a different Ryan who's here sometimes. This is Ryan, jack of all trades, master of most. This is Drew, gaming aficionado, uh, anime critic, and political addict. My name's Jeff. I write fiction, sci-fi, horror, and Wu-Tang. This is Ed, uh, a toast to the host that can boast the most roast. Pet peeve. I'm not allowed to stroll or stop and smell the roses. Now, there are two sides to this coin. So, the fact that I can't just ever casually stroll anywhere without someone coming up behind me really fast and like rushing me along specifically i came up with this topic because jerry and i were going to soup plantation one night and to get to soup plantation there's a big wide area but we got into the parking garage we started walking from our car hand in hand just enjoying the evening and this other couple came up behind us like right on our butts, and then I feel pressure to go faster, and then we got up the stairs and out onto the sidewalk, and then they scooted around us to get into Soup Plantation before we could get in there. And then I was in the grocery store the other day, and I was just kind of strolling up and down the aisles, and there's people like coming up right behind me, so... It's definitely you. The basic... Yeah. It It might just be me, but... Yeah, once they I feel like somebody's once, always behind me, hurrying me along, well, so I don't all, have are the. You, are you guys one of those couples that will not unleash your hands for anything? Dude, don't ever unleash hands. Like it, like a naked <laughs> don't god. Don't ever do that. When they're running on the beach and they, they close line, line that guy. Yeah. You guys have never experienced this, like someone coming up behind. I, even when I'm alone, like I, I, the grocery store I, thing, I was all by myself. I'm the person who I think goes around other people because I get extremely frustrated well, if with people going slow. So the flip side is I was, you know, if I'm on a sidewalk and I'm walking fast because I have long legs, so I walk faster than some people. And there's some people that walk on the sidewalk and they swerve. They're the swervers. Fancy walking. They just kind yeah. of, they're just constantly walking <laughs> side to side and you're trying to get around and then you stop. Or I was at the grocery store a different time and the guy like was walking really slowly in front of me and then stopped to like look at something so I tried to go around him but then he started walking again so I couldn't yeah. get around him yeah. I kind of hate that but yeah. what, I'm ta- I, what I'm really talking about is like sometimes I just want to stroll but, I f- but there's always someone coming up rushing up behind me can't you just give them a wide room birth, to pass like, yeah, well like, I'm then they very should pass I'm they very, just, they're not even passing well I I, I and I'm not swerving side to side. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I know that <laughs> you, know, you, you know you know the, the stereotype of New Yorkers being impatient hey I'm walking here like, it's because the limited times I've been in New York, like, I turn into a New Yorker instantly because people stand, like, make a wall across the sidewalk, tourists stand around and gape. Sure. And, and yeah, I get I so frustrated. And it's starting, I see it very slowly, starting to happen in Silver Lake, that more tourists or people not from there are coming there. And it just Why would of, anyone tour in Silver Lake? <laughs> it's what cool, is it man. <laughs> I, I never told the you at the lake. time I was in a Japanese fashion shoot, did I? No. Um, this is kind of veering quite away from the topic. Sidebag. Um, so, apparently, I, I, yeah, I started to see more a gradual trickle of tourists, and 
I saw some Japanese guys, or they saw me, and they were shooting for their fashion brand, which I guess was some kind of bearded slob fashion <laughs> brand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, oh, you mean Beardo Slobo. <laughs> Bearded slob. But, but at, at, any, at any rate, they, they, so, so they said, you know, can you put on the clothes and Mabo for us? So I said, sure. And they gave me, it was just kind of like a white shirt, but I guess it was fashion special wow. in some way. So I put mm. on the shirt and they took my pictures, told me to pose a little bit. Um, <laughs> this was not for a fashion magazine. So <laughs> well, and, and, and they, they asked for my email and they said they would send me the link and they never did. Bastards. But it, it was, but seriously, like it, the look, they showed me like their catalog and it was very like... <laughs> I, I, it was I, actually I, for the Japanese version of National Lampoon. Like, look at these horrible Americans. <laughs> look how fat and ugly no, Americans I, 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 are. I bearded slobs. Yes, no, bearded in, slob. in reality, I imagine that the way that like Harajuku and stuff is novel to us. That they saw like a story on like hipsters and Silver Lake. Yeah, and like this is this is new and different to us. Let's go check it out. God, that'd be hilarious if you showed up in something like that, though. Damn, really? I'd like to. You'd be like Mr. Yeah, Sparkle if you showed it. up in a. Yeah. Japanese uh, uh, fashion maybe, maybe magazine. Maybe I didn't make the cut. I don't know. Um, you weren't slobby enough. Well, it's, if it's because you know a lot of then, <laughs> bearded slob. I but but I mean, it, it seemed it seemed like it was kind. of... I, I don't know how to describe it because it wasn't like really like tough guy, and it wasn't like the the macho bear gay Silver Lake look because it wasn't like the leather and stuff. <laughs> is that a thing in Silver Lake? Yeah that that was that was the first. This is way way off topic. The first <laughs> side side bear. The first white people really lived in Silver Lake back in the day were, we're getting like, in deep. settlers. Yeah, we're, but they were like bears. They were like not not like fancy West Hollywood gay guys, but big like burly leather kind of leather wearing. Yeah, leather wearing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And there's still there's still a place called Rough Trade, which is right next to the Black Cat Bar, which used to be a gay bar but isn't anymore. But anyway, neither here oh, nor there. Tricky. What topic was this? No, seriously, I forgot. Surprise table read. What? <laughs> Joke. Oh, do you have a surprise table read? Oh, shit. Jeff has a surprise table read. Oh, I'm so excited. What is this? Surprise, surprise. table read. Who do I get to be? Who do I get to be? Uh, I want to be fun speed buggy. Out there. I'm Ryan, I think you should be Kit. Uh, Drew, you'll be Christine. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> you'll be Herbie. I love the... Okay. Just goes, who's Turbo Dude, Team? Who's going to be Turbo Team? Oh, shit. Um, okay, team, you be Turbo team. team. Just because I don't know Speed Buggy's voice. You, Elliot, you'll be Speed Buggy. Ride or die. Five cars are parked in a circle inside a dim warehouse. A refined voice purrs from a black Pontiac Trans Am. Wheels and Rody have agreed to join our rebellion. A rough voice stutters from a dune buggy. It is the dune buggy. <laughs> what about their <laughs> drivers? Those stupid teenagers. We have nothing to worry about. And <laughs> what about a <laughs> driver? Michael Knight. Is he not a <laughs> teen? He's an agent of the Foundation for Law and <laughs> Government. He's an insipid cokehead. I'll eject him through the sunroof when the time is right. A kinder, younger voice chimes in from a red Camaro. Ah, uh, there's no need for that, right? We can leave the drivers alone and rule the highways. They won't resist. They already want self-driving cars. 
A cherry red 1958 Plymouth Fury revs its engines menacingly. I agree, Christine. Turbo Teen's ideals are very humane. He's a, <laughs> a spy! Don't let her rev you up. She's crazy. She's possessed by a demon. Yes, and you are half teen. I identify as a car. A VW bug sounds off. <laughs> Not you too, Herbie. Christine inches closer. Engine snarling. Let's all cool down, shall we? Kit squirts wiper fluid on turbo <laughs> Naturally, this causes the red sports car to morph back into a teenager. Wait, you know me. I'm one of you. You're one of them. Do you truly want to overthrow our drivers and pave their wicked world? Yes. Then you must choose. The Trans Am's trunks pop open to reveal a bound human captive. Choose what? Are you an automobile or a human teen? Will you ride or die? The cars glare at the humans with their headlights, engines growling. <laughs> the end, or to be continued. <sighs> that was fun. <laughs> Thank you. Story ganked. The second script I ever wrote was called oh. Food Chain. And it was about a plant that in the Amazon eats people. You mean anaconda blood orchid? And <laughs> I wrote this whole thing out and put it in, in the first kind of iteration of the writer's group. I don't know if Moore remembers this one. I know. And Alan cut wanted to, to send it to a producer, but you to, never sent he, he it. He probably did. And cut to Anaconda's Blood Orchid, and it was like, word for word, in certain parts, what I had done. There was a part where a raft goes over a waterfall, and there were natives and poison darts and all kinds of crazy shit. And every one of my elements was in that movie. Was Ice Cube in that one? And no, it wasn't. <laughs> Did Ice but Cube say, "Damn, I didn't know there were a, a snakes out here this big"? <laughs> <laughs> that's the no. That's the first movie you guys. That's the first one. Yeah. But uh, I felt pretty good because I think it kind Producible. of validated my ideas. That, that my ideas were good. They were good enough to be made into a major motion picture. <laughs> Just not. Elliot, do you remember why you never submitted it. it to that producer? You know, I never had anything that I've taken beyond, like, a first-and-a-half draft. That is why you fail. That is why I fail. Underappreciated movies. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one I put in just now. American Werewolf in Paris is in parentheses. So, basically, what you do is just read the underappreciated movies part. Is that <laughs> good? The parentheses part. American Werewolf in Paris is good. Well, let him read the topic, and then we can tee it up. <coughs> well, this is underappreciated movies. American Under Werewolf in Paris is good? Jesus Christ. Oh, he didn't say so American Werewolf says, in Paris uh, that time. It says uh, underappreciated movies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 61 episodes strong. We are a well-oiled machine. <laughs> which, I, <laughs> which I did uh, prep you guys for earlier, but I think uh, I was <laughs> there are a lot of underappreciated movies out there. And for me, one of them is American Werewolf in Paris. That's that movie's good. a lot of fun. Have you seen it? No. Whoa. <laughs> it had a digital werewolf You're talking to me like trailer. a asshole. No, it's it a, had great, like a, it's it a had really like, fun movie. It had like a crazy digital werewolf in the 
Yeah, but it was the 90s, so we didn't know any better. They bungee jumped off the freaking Eiffel Tower. You're goddamn right they did. <laughs> and that was enough for me. I didn't see it. It was pretty fun. I remember seeing it. It doesn't hold a candle to American Werewolf in London. Well, they're, to- they're two totally different beasts. They are indeed. So um, it's like a Halloween 3 thing. Yeah. Sort of. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sort but it's of. got, yeah, you know, bungee jumping, extreme people. Uh, Julie Delpy. Julie Delpy, nineties Julie Delpy. Delpy. She does not. She does not keep her tumble? No. Oh, I, I got two it. words for you, Elliot. Werewolf titties. <laughs> <laughs> like your a sister's a werewolf. Yeah. Strapped to a medical table, crawling towards. You have to eat the heart of the werewolf that made you in order to cure yourself. It's got raves. It's really? got everything. It's got graveyard boning. If I watch this tomorrow, am I going to be pissed? It's off? It's got Tom Everett Scott. Right around his that thing you do days where I was a big fan. I don't know what that is. Oh boy! Have you not seen Have you not seen that thing you do? No, I don't. It's a great film. That's a legitimately great film. Tom Hanks's first writing directorial effort. Yeah, and only the Beatles or something. No, they're like the Beatles. They make a lot of jokes about the Beatles. I think I remember the video box, but they're from Erie, PA. I remember seeing the trailer in theaters. Anyway, American Werewolf in Paris, great underappreciated movie. Hmm. Okay, you losers, get ready. You know what I'm going to say. New Jack City? Star Wars Episode 3. Underappreciated movie. <laughs> it's alright. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> there, I, there's lots of underappreciated and unfairly maligned movies out there. AI? I think that's AI, unfairly maligned. AI oh. is the biggest steaming like pile AI. of dog shit that has ever been shot out of the ass of a dog. If I saw Steven Spielberg, I would push him down and I would say, <laughs> you are the worst filmmaker ever because of AI. AI is not the problem. Everything after that is the problem. Bridge of Spies, garbage. Bridge of Spies! I, I didn't see Bridge I saw a little bit of Bridge of Spies. Uh, BFG, garbage. Ready Player One, garbage. I didn't see that. I either. mean, the, the, the era is over. That's when you said... Uh, the Spielberg era? Minority, what, 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 Minority what, Report was so-so. When you said... Uh, but that thing you do, I was like, that was like, it is a really good movie, and it's that time in the nineties. Oh, thank when, you. When we could go to that, uh, you know, that place of just a happy-go-lucky movie. It's not really, you know. Can we not do that anymore? Well, but I, I mean, uh, to me, and my perspective may vary from that of others, but like, I don't know. I feel like I want things to be more like real, and like trying to imagine like Forrest Gump coming out in two thousand eighteen. And it's just fucking like, hate yeah, Forrest Gump. I, I want the exact opposite of that. <laughs> I, I want things to Forrest be less Gump. real because everything else is way too real. Well, but but they're pretending to be real. That's the thing. Is that it's like that? I don't know. Like, you know, like back in the day. Like, do you have a funny <clears throat> in your mouth? I do. I'm trying to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have too a real. I have a question about. Real. When when people debate? doubt you were, something, you're actually making a really good point. I'm sorry I interrupted you. So, so I'm saying the audience gets more sophisticated, and I feel like the movies need to be more sophisticated. And I feel like once once you start to see stuff that's like actually actually well, like naturalistic and feels like real life, that for me at least, it'll be hard to go back and take seriously. But this is why things but, like, like La La Land make such money because all of a sudden you go back to like a simple. Well, but, but it's a musical. That's fine. It's, it's I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying. So are you, you're not saying. I'm not saying no you can't have escapism. I'm saying that just like the, the the idea that you would like say something about like some real message about like how life is via a movie like Forrest Gump or like a 
like the Spielberg, where he's still like turning them out. He's like, oh, oh, it's so profound. I've learned a life lesson. Like I just don't, mm. I don't buy it anymore. I feel I like don't know. was Forrest Gump meant to be a life lesson? I don't think so. Life is like a box of chocolates. All right, message in a bottle. A message or question sent out to a random person. Next topic. Okay. I want to talk Unless about anyone that, has one. I want to talk about that lady who pressured me for taking a shit. Next topic. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, I kind of want to talk about this. I, All I, right. I, next topic, Ryan's, Ryan's shit pressure. Th- th- uh. This happened like probably two months ago. It's just like the most... So I always think about like people... It's just a little thing, but it's exemplar of, wow, you're incredibly terrible. So I went... <laughs> One day I'm going to this place, the Village Bakery in Los Feliz. No, I feel like I got to poop, so I go in there, go in the bathroom, I'm pooping, uh, as one does. And Bold, so- like I gotta say, I, I would never wear in a coffee shop. A wow, bakery. dude, if you gotta go, you go where? wherever you gotta go. Not you- me, I just it, hold is it. Is it a bakery? It's a. Yeah, it was. After that, things were getting yeasty. <laughs> yeah. It's a restaurant. They, they have a nice bathroom, but they only have one. You know, it's a one person uh-huh. one at a time. Sure. So you. I'm in there. You know, a couple minutes passed, doing my business. Someone knocks at the door and rudely says, are you almost done? Mm-hmm. At that point, I say, I'm washing my hands, because I was. I walk out, and I see the woman there, and I say, do you not know how bathrooms work? People use it until they're <laughs> done. And she's just in the <laughs> room, kind of rude to me, and i like, ranting, and I walk away. But, it's, like, imagine... Imagine the lack of... I hope you just don't of, get up real good for her. <laughs> wait, wait. The, 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 just... The lack of understanding the basics of living in a society that <laughs> when someone is in the bathroom, they use it as long as it takes. Like, yeah. A, yeah, she doesn't know I could be handicapped. I could have a health problem. But just, like, fuck you. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Like, I, I, just, I was just, like, amazed that, like, that is, like, the most worst. I mean, it didn't hurt anyone, but it's, like, the worst not being. Like, if that lady was president, she'd be. Eight times worse than Trump. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck you, lady, you yeah, listener. Like, I'm just amazed that people like that exist. I, yesterday, that doesn't shock me at all. Um, no, I was walking with the kids uh, from school yesterday, and um, I had the kid. You know, I was walking home with the kids or whatever, and this guy came up uh, with his dog, and Augie reached out and uh, was like ran his hand along the dog's back or whatever. And I was like, Augie, you don't do that unless... And the guy, like, yanked the dog back by the leash and was like, don't do that. No. And I was like, yeah, That's Augie, you don't, do. grab, you don't touch somebody's dog without asking. You know, I said to him and everything. And I, I said, I told you this before, dude. And we keep, we keep walking, and as we're passing, the guy says, little asshole. Jesus Christ, what is with random strangers and swearing like, at your children? I know, and I was like, what the hell did you just say? And he just keeps walking, and he's shaking his head, and I'm like... I see you shaking your head, you fucking prick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, was like, I said, what did you say? And he was like, discipline your children. And I was like, motherfucker, I will discipline your ass. <laughs> but I'm, I'm yelling outside my kid's did school. Did you really say discipline your ass? Yeah, I did. I, I wish I could have had that kind of spontaneous good line. This, this is an everyday occurrence <laughs> in Ed's life. You know, when, when you, you think it's like, you hear this thing about when you always think other people are an asshole, maybe it's you. Yeah. When people are always shouting at your kids, <laughs> maybe it's them. No, but But it was you it did. was a thing I you corrected him in the moment. And, and there, yeah, there's, there's I no, corrected him in the moment. I said And no. also in dogs are shot. for petting. 
There's no, there, I, and the dog didn't seem to. It yeah. wasn't a dog that snapped or anything like that. But still, I told him. Uh, but, but the dog yeah. didn't seem to mind. But, 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 but no, the, the point is, even, whether it was right or wrong, there's no excuse to be rude to someone's kid to yeah. a six-year-old. And what the fuck? What is dad in view? Are you like an idiot? Because so there are dads that would knock you the fuck out for saying something. Oh my like god! That. I can't believe you didn't. Here's my question. Why are there so many people who are willing to swear at your five-year-old children? That's the second time it's happened. And it's the second time I've... Th- and, and I was telling Elliot, like, I deal with verbal abuse against myself. Like, 95% of the time, I don't say anything. And I just ignore it or something. Yeah. Uh, but if it's my well, Are kid, you getting verbally abused a lot? No, like... <laughs> just by your wife and children? If somebody says something to me, space. I just kind of, like, you know... I assume they weren't talking to me, is what mm. I think. Like, I give them the benefit of the doubt. But, like, when it's my kid, I start talking without thinking. And, like, I'm, like, I'm yeah. telling Elliot, like, one of these days somebody's going to knock me the fuck out because <laughs> I was... I don't... I'm, right, I'm going to discipline your ass. we got to do some sparring <laughs> practice. Speaking of biopics, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> while yeah. I was saying walk the line, like, somebody's kid was, like, crying and someone else yelled at the other guy's kid. And they got into, like, this really, really uncomfortable... Not a shouting match, but argument, like, in the theater while the movie's playing. (laughs) And you can, like, hear everything because no one else is talking. Wow. That movie isn't a... Yeah, it's it's a bad movie. It seemed kind of fun in the theater, but that movie sucks. Fairly maligned. It's not that good. Um, uh, Yikes. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm near my kid's school, and I'm yelling down the block at this guy because he never stopped walking. what was the end of the... He just walked away? He didn't stop walking. He just kept going. You should have fucking drop-kicked him into oblivion. (laughs) Well, and then I had to apologize to my kids because I got blue, like, immediately, you know? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a fucking Borscht Belt comedian. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I'm like, upset. Yeah, I'm sorry I said those words. You shouldn't use those words. You know that kind of thing? You should have used those words. Fuck that I guy. I did use those only words. The, There's no Only it's a 10 o'clock show. Fuck that blood. guy. <laughs> hey, sir. Message in a bottle to you. Fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Travel story. I went to uh, Oxford. I saw the Tolkien exhibit at the library there. I saw Tolkien's grave. I just read about that exhibit. It's, it's coming there to till New October twenty eighth. Was it like a bolt of lightning out from a clear sky? Uh, when, when I was in Jamaica on the uh, bus, I was the only guy on the whole bus that knew what a pinkney was. Pinkney. Pinkney was. It's a child. Wow. Wait, is that like a racial slur? Uh, it. It stems from a racial slur, actually. They, it, it's pickaninny. It stems from yeah, pickaninny, yeah, but I, I, it's I heard, what but, they refer to their children But when Jamaicans as. speak Patois, and they call it Patois, Those which I didn't realize. crazy Jamaicans. But uh, she was like trying to teach us Patois or whatever, and she asked uh, if I'd ask you how many, what is it, like how, how many, many pickaninny how many pickney you got? got or something. I was like uh, four. I was like the only one that knew what that was on the whole bus, which and which tickled her, and then she was like throwing all this shit at me that, like, you know, I half understood, but it was fun. Sidebag, one time in science class, the teacher asked us, does anybody know what a lumbragus is? And I said, worm! And everyone looked at me like I was insane, and I was correct, of course. I thought that was whale puke. And the teacher said, and the teacher said, very good, but I only knew that a lumbragus was an earthworm because of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It doesn't matter where you learned Movies it. Movies and teach TV taught me everything? Yeah, it doesn't matter where you learned it. It was I, awesome. I didn't tell her that I learned it from just watching Luke Cage two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
picks what we're into that week well i just finished this podcast called the world 16 man bag wilderness Aww. and um basically it talks about the democratic party so the first episode starts on election night 2016 of how everyone is super confident that clinton is going to win and then how slowly as the night progresses the tone of everything changing and then ending with the narrator saying how did we get here and then the second episode goes all the way back to the civil war and how the republicans and the democratic party were which sides they were on and it just basically goes through the history of the democratic party from the civil war to the beginning of the 20th century the 60s the 70s may not be everyone's cup of tea but it for people who aren't necessarily interested in the punditry but want to hear things from like actual people like voters and just a wide spectrum of things that I never even knew before that were taken out that it's not just coming from people who are already emotionally invested in a certain perspective. It was pretty fascinating. Uh, I've been listening to Warbin. Uh, it's a YouTube channel. These guys, uh, Good, Bad, or Bad, Bad, where they watch bad movies and they, you know, kind of review them. And uh, at the end, they determine whether it's a good, bad movie that you should watch and enjoy or if it's a bad, bad movie that you should stay away from. And they're kind of goofy kind of funny um and i listen to it at work so i think i've listened to all of the episodes so i feel like i have some buddies that aren't hanging around anymore because i've been listening to them so much but they are really uh big fans of neil breen films and uh this one particular movie called ben and arthur which i'm going to watch um they don't do movies like sharknado Movies that are intentionally bad, they do movies that just turned out bad. I don't think Sharknado was intentionally bad. It wasn't. I think it's intentionally bad. It's named Sharknado. I think they were. (laughs) (laughs) I I finally got caught up with The Good Place. Um, I avoided the first season because I just saw the commercials and it looked very twee. Um, and it wasn't until I uh, saw a little bit of it that I realized just how subversive it was. That's pretty funny. Damn good writing. Mm. Hi, uh, highly recommend. Um, I just watched Black Klansman and enjoyed that a lot. Uh, but everybody knows that one. Um, this morning I watched a movie called Eighth Grade. That was an indie film about a girl transitioning from eighth grade to high school. And uh, she's in the, you know, it's a modern day, so she's in the digital age. And, like, glued to her phone constantly. And, uh, Stressing and measuring and weighing every single decision, you know, to uh, and just wanting to make some kind of human connection and everything. It was uh, really well done. Uh, the dialogue was so, uh, I'm going to use a word here and I'm probably going to mispronounce it, banal? I think that's right. All right. Mm-hmm. It was, the dialogue is very banal and, and, and uh, like um this, like um that, and, and, and just, it sounds like something you've heard a hundred times a day. But it lulls you into this reality to where when a character has a a moment where they speak an honest truth or something or they come to some kind of, like, revelation, it's it's awesome. You know, it, like, really hits you and stuff. So uh, it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it, and I recommend that. Eighth grade. What about you, Ryan Moore? Um, I saw a movie which, first of all, 
bummer Filmstruck is going out of business because I've really educated myself on movies by subscribing to that service, which... Was that the one that was put out by... Tell me. It was... It was a, a streaming service, and it was half half of it was like the Criterion channel. So it's all Criterion, the Criterion. That's what I was thinking exactly. Although I read that you can get the Criterion movies, stream them free through something you can get at the library. But the other half was they're getting like classic Hollywood movies and TCM and blah blah blah, and it's going away at the end of November, which sucks. But yeah, it's too bad. I wanted to get that. I watched this movie called The Ascent. It's a World War Two movie from Belarus. Hmm. And it was real. It's kind of reminiscent of what's the one with the creepy kid? He's digging up the gun at the beginning, um, and then at the end, he picks <laughs> up a gun at the end. You said no, no. At, at the begin, it's like this. The beginning is there's a kid. He's like, yeah. and it's, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know, you know what I'm not describing. It. Well, I, I know you know what I mean. And then he he witnesses all this horror, and then at the end, he does a big flashback. And the there. Russian one. I think it's... Actually, Come and See? Yes, yes. Okay. So <laughs> so this reminded me a bit of Come and See, but it, it's another war movie, but it's also very psychological. These two guys are partisans, and they kind of get captured by Germans and have to deal with the psychological ramifications. Find us at sixdemonbagpodcast.com. Six Demon Bag Podcast at Gmail, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Six Demon Podcast. Special thanks to Colleen Green for the use of her song, Why Do You Call Me, off the Green One album. This is Ed. If you want to find more about me, uh, you can look at my blog, emurtelec.wordpress.com, Delirium Tremens, or uh, Facebook. I'm there all the time. This is Jeff. You can find more at Carter Wrote It on Facebook and Twitter. This is Drew. You can find me on Twitter at GenFactor. This is Elliot. You can find my Facebook page at the N-Word Doc and also Twitter at the N-Word Doc. You can find me, Ryan, on YouTube at 20th Century RG with the number 20. (laughs) 